Pages of Pim Better Podcast. Greetings, Voyagers. This is the Voyages of Tim Vetter podcast, and this is episode number 65. This is going to be the last one that I release and will record and release before leaving, man. Uh, I leave in 24 hours. I'm flying to the Philippines by way of South Korea, and I'm really excited. There probably won't be another one of these for a few weeks after. Um, You know, I'm going to be getting situated uh, Brian, the wizard's going to be traveling himself. So, you know, there'll be a little bit of a hiatus and then I'll start pumping out a lot of stuff. In the meantime, you can follow, you know, pictures and videos and things like that. I have an Instagram account, the voyages of Tim Vetter. No, the voyages of Tim V. No, I'm going to change that to the voyages of Tim Vetter. So search for the voyages of Tim Vetter on Instagram. There's a Facebook as well. Uh, so you can see all those pictures and things like that. So far, uh, things are going well. I have a mysterious pain in my side that might coincide with me trying to eat the rest of like the old food I had in my apartment. Uh, New York City municipalities will not pick up my trash. So I'm living in trash. Uh, it's hot out, man. It's hot here in the city. I don't know if these are other places, but when it gets hot in my apartment in Brooklyn, I get those hairy centipedes and they're super fast. Do you know what I'm talking about? Maybe I'll look that up while we're talking, while I'm talking. What do I Google? Hairy centipede? Hairy centipede. I wonder what it's, oh, the house centipede. Ah, there it is. The house centipede. Bite, they bite. Uh, Scutegera coleopetrata. One of several species commonly known as the house centipede or hundred-legged is a typically yellowish-gray centipede with up to 15 pairs of legs. Ah! What is this thing? Are are, Are house centipedes harmful to humans? Smaller variants of centipedes produce nothing more than a painful localized reaction. Larger species, however, administer more venom through a bite and can produce more extreme pain. Yo... I'm glad to be leaving these behind. Do you have these? Do you have hairy house centipedes? Western exterminator. It is unlikely that you've run across them before and been frightened by this pest. Uh, dude, it's highly likely. They are, they are, they are here. Venom. Legs for venom. Uh, all right. Anyway, meanwhile, I'm, I'm like going into the jungle and I'm afraid of this. What if one of them got into my bag? Uh, oh my God. What if I'm on the plane and it like crawls out? Ugh. Okay. Anyway, things are going well, very well, despite the hairy house centipede. I had an amazing month, man. We get into this in the episode. Did I announce my guest yet? No. Oh my God. Better. You're falling apart, bud. Um, things have been going really well. People have been really, really amazing. Um, I, I felt a whole lot of love from a lot of people in my life about this, uh, major change and trip that I'm taking. Uh, I thought it was only appropriate to have my friend Kevin on this episode. Kevin was one of the first episodes I did. He is my buddy, my travel companion. He's a bit older than I am and has more experiences in life. So he's also sort of my spiritual guru through life. 
He's also a mental health practitioner. So when I'm freaking out about things like hairy house centipedes, he's always there to kind of steer me on the right path. We recorded this last night, which was Friday, June 29th uh, at midnight in his Brooklyn apartment. Um, Yeah, and it was fun. We started off with some of those lessons that I've learned already prior to even leaving, and we shared some of our stories about traveling together, which was like a lot of bathroom stuff, man. I really want to avoid that this time. Um, Maybe it makes for funny stories, but ugh. I do not want to be curled up in the corner of a tile floor in Southeast Asia. Uh, No more. Anyway. Okay. Hope you enjoy this one. Uh, Follow along, man. If if you are in the Philippines, I'll be there for a month. And you... So I'm flying into Cebu, and then I'll be hitting the islands and things like that. So if you know of places I should check out, or if you want to meet and show me cool things and recommend food to eat, not balut... um, you can reach out to me on social media or you can email me at thevoyagesoftimvetter at gmail.com. You can support this podcast as I am now unemployed and will be burning through money quickly on Patreon, patreon.com slash thevoyagesoftimvetter. Okay, everybody. Thanks for listening. Catch you next time. So as we sit here doing a podcast a day and a half before hitting the road, thinking back, man, I'm very proud of you. Um, Think back of several years back now um, when you and Sapola decided that you had heard enough stories from Parker, from myself, whoever and got inspired and decided to check out Thailand. Um, yeah, and I, now look at you, man. Yeah, oh, man. <laughs> Hitting the road for six months to a year, closing it all up. I always... Your job. I'm I always, so good. N- no, I'm, uh, I'm sorry. I, I just, I always cite that. Um, I, I think I've done it in a number of these episodes, but there's a place in Brooklyn on 4th and 86th where we would just go and eat Vietnamese food and you and Alex would tell me these stories about like extended trips through Southeast Asia. Yeah. (laughs) And yeah, now, now I'm one of the guys at the table metaphorically and literally like now I'm, I'm one of the guys who shares my stories with other people. So, I mean, absolutely. You were a huge, obviously you were a huge influence on that. So, um, thank you. And my pleasure. (laughs) Yeah. Uh, I mean, we, we talked about some of your stuff. I'm sure some of it will come up uh, again today. But we talked about it in the first episode that we did. But I thought it would be cool to have you on right before leaving for this trip because in a way you did to some extent what I'm about to do. Um, and I wanted to talk about some of like the, the lessons I've already learned even prior to leaving. Um, so I think that stuff with, with your perspective might be helpful for, helpful for people who are uh, maybe considering doing something similar. So 
Okay, that sounds great. Um, so so here are some of the <laughs> here are some of the things. Uh, I mean, maybe it doesn't sound so dramatic to some people for somebody to be going and traveling extensively, but what I, I think it a lot of people do that maybe younger. Um, I'm sort of smack dab in the middle of what would be a career if I wanted it to be. And, you know, I had an apartment for seven years and all that stuff, and I had accumulated things. Um, and so all of that's gone now. <laughs> um, You've purged, man. <laughs> yeah. That, so that was a real weird experience. Maybe that's a good place to yeah. start with, like, stuff. Well, that's the ending that clears the opening for what's now your next beginning. So, yeah, it's a it's an experience. It's a it's a process. I mean, well, you're the one going through it. So, <laughs> well, so with getting rid of your stuff, that's interesting because some of it I thought was really cool. Like you know, giving up like I have so many books, and so giving a book that I really love to somebody that I really love because I know they'll enjoy it, or any of the. The travel things, the travel souvenirs and items that I accumulated over the last few years, I started giving that stuff away. Um, How was that? It, it's it's weird seeing like literally everything you own go away, and to think that everything that I own now will be in a backpack. What's what's the feeling? What were you experiencing as you? One, when you made the decision to do this, and then two, when you actually enacted giving this stuff away you're committing to the decision now clearly yeah there's no going back from it right now there's (laughs) no going back but at some point you had to commit and institute it and begin it so yeah what was that feeling like so it, it like i was saying it was cool to be able to give things i like away to people um i think i probably in some romantic sense, looked at myself as like a minimalist. And then when I actually started giving things away, I was like, oh shit, like I have so much stuff. And I don't know what to do with it. Um, but so I've been using um, OfferUp and that's actually been cool too because now I met all these people uh, who I like sold some of my stuff to. And, th- and this guy came over this morning and I sold him like my coffee pot and a coffee bean grinder for like 10 bucks or something really <laughs> yeah, yeah um and he started talking to me he's like oh yeah thanks so much and he saw that i had i was throwing out an ironing board and he's like what's is there anything wrong with that and i said no no no. you can have it if you want it. he's like yeah you know i just I went through a tough divorce and now i'm on my own and i literally moved out two days ago so i'm like oh man and so like i go back into my kitchen i just start grabbing stuff that i don't need um so it's been cool to be able to sort of pass things on to people in the various, oh, nice. yeah, in the various ways that it, the various forms that's taken. Um, and he was in a diametrically opposed position to where you are. Yeah. He's building, you're closing down. Yeah. Interesting. Death and <laughs> death and birth. <laughs> um, but yeah, I mean, you also sort of look around and you think. So I have I've I've two like hard case poker sets in my apartment. 
honestly, I think the last time I played poker was when I played poker with you like five years ago with all oh, our yeah. work buddies. Yeah. With all the guys. Yeah. Yeah. yeah that was fun. <laughs> yeah. But it's like, it's five years ago. Why do I have this stuff? Right. <laughs> Clearly, it's not critical. <laughs> no. It, I mean, it's a, it's a little weird to think that, like, if somebody steals my bag or something, that's literally everything I own in the world. Then you have no stuff. Then I have no stuff. <laughs> what will Speak I be? about getting very weird. <laughs> it's interesting the attachment we have to our stuff and how it defines us. So you're actually going through a, a what would be the word, disattachment? Unattachment um, and closing down that area of your life, thereby forcing yourself to just keep letting go. Yeah, and, and maybe this is something that um, you can help with a bit, but um, I, everyone else, essentially, well, not everyone else, but like a lot of the people that I see now who are my age, they're in a total opposite place in life because it's like oh they're they they're buying homes right. and they're putting in new windows and getting a deck and things like that and i'm like oh i literally <laughs> i literally just gave away all my clothing <laughs> like i have nothing to wear these are definitely different philosophies of life <laughs> yeah i mean certainly in 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 that time of life people are settling down right they've They've maybe they've played through their twenties. It's time to get a little more serious. Maybe they got married, they buy a house, start dealing with kids and things like this. You know, um, they go through that phase. Um, obviously, that's not what you're doing. You're going <laughs> in the other direction. <laughs> Which I'm sure creates its own unique feelings of sort of not being part of the flow and the crowd and those expectations that I'm sure people around you probably lay on you occasionally. Um, yeah, I mean, I, I think I, probably it's something that I've, I've talked about on here before. Um, but yeah, that traditional ch kind of a trajectory never really Right. seemed right to me I don't you know I've divorced parents and things like that I don't know if that had an influence on it um, perhaps maybe I think it's also a maybe not I think it's also like a without getting all like woo woo here like it's a it's a <laughs> it's a death thing too it's like I don't really know if I'm religious I guess I'm agnostic in that sense um and so I don't know if this is, if when I take the final sleep, if that's it, right? And so I want to live a life where it's like I can experience as much things as possible uh, because I might not ever get a chance to for anything past this. Um, so it's kind of a choice of what you do with your time. It's yeah. really what it comes down to, right? But... By what choice you make, it's it's not a light choice. Right. It affects so many areas of your life and of the people in your orbit and things like that. So let's talk about that. Okay. Because I think that's lesson number one for this trip. And I think I'm going to write these down 
Um, and maybe this will become a theme in episodes from now, but... Eventually the, a book? <laughs> yeah, hey, man, that would be great. Um, yeah, but the very first lesson that I've gotten out of this experience before I, the experience has really even begun, and we haven't left yet, right? Um, is that I did not know <laughs> like how important I was to a lot of people and how, like how not to be like purposefully humble, but like how many people love me. <laughs> I was like, it, it, well, you're a lovable guy, man. <laughs> I don't know, man. Oh, you're a good guy. You, uh, you ruled with heart. Y you were human about it. <laughs> you don't always find that. <laughs> you know? Yeah. So that's the, that's the work realm, right? Like, the, well, yeah, yeah. Yeah, so obviously I'm coming from a school, but I didn't realize, you know, how many of my colleagues even cared, you know, or so, so to see the reaction that, that people gave when I said I was leaving and even kids, like the amount of love that was coming from kids um, was awesome. So you're not aware of your own impact I while get. you're doing it. I mean, are you aware of your impact? Yes and no. Yeah? No in the sense of, you know, of course I have no clue of really how what I send out is taken in or affected or <laughs> or whatever by other people except by whatever they reflect back to me, you mm. know, saying things or acting certain ways or whatever. But uh, good or bad. But, you know, to some degree, I mean... I try to pay attention to the interactions and how things feel, you know, sensitive to the relationship. When you're in a leadership position, of course, you know, that's a whole other thing. Mm. But because you were in a leadership position as assistant principal, there's no way you, you can't affect and have an impact to the people that are under you and the people you're working with and things like that. It sort of forces you into that place. Mm -hmm. But you get so busy, maybe sometimes you don't stop and smell the roses, so to speak. Yeah, I mean, I guess what I was thinking was that, like, well, if this trip was about searching for that, which I don't think it was, but if... If the expectation was that you're going to travel the world and meet new people and find like love and friendship and loyalty, it's like, well, hey man, you have you you have that, <laughs> like, and you didn't really know it until you decided to make this decision. But that's the point, isn't it? This is all part of the journey. Yeah. It's not really the trip. I mean, it is, of course. That's what's making this possible. But ultimately, it's your your journey of self-discovery is really what you're going on, um, or have been going on. This is another level of it, right? Another phase. I mean, pretty intense level of it, you know? Packing up all your stuff and hitting the road, man. Yeah. Not many people do that. And people are either jealous or threatened by it, for the most part. Or, 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 yeah, and, and the flip of that is like, or they're supportive, which has been 
Well, like, yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Sorry. Which has been like ninety, <laughs> of 99% of what I've experienced is just like people have been, I, I, I was talking to my buddy Dan earlier and I was like, it's amazing that I'm sort of burning my life down and <laughs> the response I'm getting is just like love and support and like, yeah, go do it. I got your back if something happens. Um, yeah, but you've been setting this up a long time. I yeah. mean, this is, a f this is what the energy you've been putting out is coming back to you in certain ways. Hmm. You know, you're doing a positive thing. I didn't mean to imply all people are even jealous. No, 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 no. no I, <laughs> Clearly, you know, <laughs> a lot of people are very cool about it and supportive. Yeah. But those sound like they're the people closer to you in your life, or, or at least those people are supportive, which makes a big difference. And if they weren't behind you and couldn't understand it and were giving you a, a rough time about it, it would probably make this leaving a little bit more difficult, to say the least, as hard as it is. Yeah. I mean, for sure. Um, but that's not what you got. Well, when you... So when you had gone to Southeast Asia for like four consecutive months, did you have any specific reservations prior to leaving? I had all kinds of reservations because I, I had all kinds of excitements and reservations because basically I had already ended a job that I had been at for many, many years. So that's, you know, a whole head trip in itself. Um, yeah, we have that in common. Yeah, absolutely. I, however, had like, uh, I guess, I had a few months off to sort of transition in a way although as big a trip as it was for me that didn't really help in the end but mm. it helped make a little bit of a separation from the end of work to getting this together you however are pretty much what five days later <laughs> yeah <laughs> yeah yeah so uh, no transition time, you know. So it's like putting on the brakes and jumping in the other direction. But maybe uh, that's a good way to do it. Yeah, man. And I, it, it's gonna sound so cheesy. <laughs> I have had just like such a beautiful month. Like I was saying, the reactions that I've gotten from people and the support and the love, it's been insane. Um, it's awesome. And people like celebrating it. Um, I've been trying to do just like really enjoy New York while I still can. Um, like, I, I mean, as you know, like some new people have come into my life lately uh, or, or more recently. Mm -hmm. um, I don't know. It, it's been a great month, but it's just funny. Like, of course it would be, right? And that would then be the thing that tries to like pull you back and make you second right. guess things like, oh, wow, right. maybe things actually were starting to go kind of kind of great here. And, and are you going to now mess <laughs> that up by leaving? Um, oh, OK. <laughs> yeah, you, I mean, of, is, is it really tempting? It's it's not tempting enough. Um, 
I, I remind myself, like, I've been going through these weird, like, uh, polar extremes the last week right where because now it's like it's totally real it's happening right and at times it's like man you're crazy why why are you giving up all this good stuff like i said like all these people uh really love you and depend on you and support you why would you leave that but then it's like all right like what about every other day throughout the past year when i was like i'm taking this trip i'm taking this trip so i'm just trying to like reflect back onto why I really wanted to do this. Yeah, what about all of those days where your head was exploding? <laughs> yeah, exactly. You know, you were bordering on homicidal and, you know, <laughs> or some destructive impulse was like ready to blow out. Um, <laughs> yeah, this this has been a process. Yeah. <laughs> to say the least. <laughs> yeah. I'm, and I'm ready. I'm also ready for things to like not go well. Um, oh yeah, expect it. Yeah. Not overall, but expect to have times. Well, that's usually where the lessons are, right? Well, yeah, that's when you're forced to sort of stop and question what you're doing and why, and make a decision, right? Because you could lose heart and come home. If this is still your home. Oh, man. <laughs> do, you, do you think, I mean, I'm sure the answer is yes, but can you think of any specific ways in which you were changed by your experience of, of extended oh, yeah. travel? And I can think of thinking before I went that I was specifically going to change myself. Mm. Like I was intent on a journey of like self-discovery kind of thing, you know. I was intent on an adventure. I had, I was primed. I was waiting for this. It took too long. Um, Do you, can you recall? But it's still awesome. <laughs> it's never too late. It's also almost never too early, because mm. wherever you're at, you're gonna get what you get out of it, right? Sometimes you need to do it more than once in your life. Each time you do something like this, it's a learning experience, and yeah. it should be a learning experience. That's the point, right? This is a journey of self-discovery. Like all the things that are happening here and then all the things that are yet to happen, this is all the path that you're on to learn what it is you want to learn, really. <laughs> I mean, if you don't do it now, when are you going to do it, right? Yeah. At some point, you're dead. Let's <laughs> hope that's not soon, man. <laughs> no, 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 not soon. No, but, I mean, we're in different places in our life. And, yeah. And, you know, <laughs> hopefully I'm not near there either. <laughs> but, you know, I think you reflect as you, as time goes by, and hopefully you appreciate your time on the planet. Right, And that's a limited amount of time. So whether you realize it or not, you're choosing how you spend that time. Mm, exactly. And it is your choice. It's only your choice. Right? So you're at this point in your life choosing to sort of close things down at home and take off, which is awesome <laughs> yeah that's great it's adventurous it's it's um scary i'm sure 
right? I mean, I admire what you're doing. That's fantastic. Just hitting the road and seeing what happens. You have, of course, done tons of preparation in certain ways. Yeah. Right? You've guided this a certain way from, the, you know, from your travels and your thoughts and then your, your podcasts and where that's taken you, the people you've met through that and the things you've gotten into. Um, and now it's your travel log. <laughs> it's something interesting that just came to my mind was that that's usually the wisdom that I've heard um, is that it's time, right? Like I can, I can't remember where I heard this, but it was some sort of an interview with uh, a wealthy person. And they said um, that if there was something that they could buy, it would be like youth again, that no matter how much money they have, they can't buy any more time. And so right. really true wealth is time. Like you're, you're totally right about like about yeah. that. That is the thing I think that most people are searching for is to be able to like utilize their time in the way that they want to, which usually means like not necessarily the work that they're currently doing. Absolutely. Absolutely. And I think it's fantastic that you're choosing to use your time in a way that you want to use it for where your heart is, what you're into, at this time in your life. And clearly this is the time you've worked up to this point. This is your time that you need to do this. And you're doing it. Can you think of any specific ways in which your trip had changed you at that time? Well, I kind of went looking for some change. Um, I was excited for it. It was my time. It was, I had left a job I was in for a long time. I was, you know, I hadn't been back to Thailand for years. I had gone years before, and that was only three weeks, but I went by myself and had no plan and just some minimal information and a round-trip ticket. And the whole point was to finally have my, like, movie adventure. To, mm. You know, I didn't want the tie-downs. I didn't, I mean, people around me freaked out. Yeah. You know, they didn't understand. My parents were like, you know, like, what are you doing? <laughs> you know, is this safe? Like, is this a good idea? Like, what about your job? You know? Exactly, yeah. Um, like, what are you doing? It's like, no, it's cool. I got to figure it out. And I did. I had figured it out. But I f what I really figured out was this was the time, this was the place. I had the money. I had the time off. It's that critical time off. Right? That's always the issue. I mean, money's an issue, but really time, like you were saying, is the issue. What do people always say? Ah, oh, well, you know, I'm working that week, but, you know, I have that week off. I could go there then. And that that kind of makes me a little crazy, actually. That's why I started working in schools after that trip. It's <laughs> like, you know... If I have to work and I haven't yet figured out, although that trip really, um, 
had me thinking about how I could work remotely, how I could live somewhere else, um, or how I could work remotely and at least travel a lot and that kind of thing, uh, which I did not institute. Um, this, the compromise for that for me was getting a job where I had the summers off so I could at least travel for a month or longer, um, which of course looks tiny <laughs> compared to what you're about to do. Um, but it's the only way to stay sane <laughs> and still work. Um, so, so I'm looking forward to this adventure with you, with you in a couple of days. <laughs> yeah, so we're, we're, we're both getting on the same flight and we're headed to the Philippines for the first yeah. time. Yeah, yeah, I'm excited about that. It's going to be great. Um, and I am happy to share the beginning of what's going to be an unbelievable adventure for you. It's only fitting, I guess, man. Like I said, you helped me get my feet wet. You helped me get started on all this insanity. So. <laughs> and now I get to send you off into it. I escort you to Asia and bid you goodbye after a few weeks. And how crazy is it? This is our fourth time Together. traveling to Asia. Yeah, I know. It's become... It's become a very fun routine, <laughs> although I, I hate to use the word routine because that really is not what it, what it is in any way. Yeah. Um, it's worked out great like this, and every year has been different places. Every year has been a completely different adventure done a completely different way. Right? The first year was you and Sapola. Yeah. Me with you guys for like two weeks, and then I stayed and you went home, and I was there for a few more weeks, and then the next year was a different configuration. We we stayed, we apart, and then the following year, more together and more separate stuff. Yeah. And this year, together, and then, adios, buddy. <laughs> <laughs> Send me a postcard, man. <laughs> yeah, it's going to be weird when I break off. But man, I'm excited. Ah, of course you should be. This is a very brave and adventurous thing to do, and I'm proud of you, bro. Thanks, man. <laughs> I am. Not everybody has the guts to do it, and a lot of people talk the talk, but not everybody walks the walk, you know? People will talk about stuff, and doing it's a whole different ballgame. Yeah. You're doing it. <laughs> you are doing it. Yeah, a lot of people have said to me, like, oh, I'd love to do that. Um, it's like, yeah, well, you know, you can. <laughs> like, I'm not, there's nothing that makes me special or unique, really. It just, I guess, you know, circumstances and sort of decisions I've made in the past, you know, like I don't have kids or anything like that, that would certainly make this impossible at this point in my life. Right. Um, Very true. So what are your thoughts about afterwards, oh, whenever that may be? That's really hard. That's really hard. Um, it's a weird feeling because you, I, like, I know that nothing's waiting for me. Like, the world is going to move on, you know? So <laughs> everyone's going to have their, their own new things at that time, like, people I've been involved with in different 
forms of relationships from friendship to, to more like those people are going to move on without me. They're not going to wait for me. You know, it's, um, yeah, well, you're unplugging. Yeah. I'm, yeah. You're I'm, getting off this ride and going on a different one, man. <laughs> However, I just want to point out with all this social media, I mean, you're still on the other side of the planet, of course. That's your reality day to day after you hit the road. But it does allow some level of staying in touch. Mm. When I went the first time to Thailand, the only way of staying in touch was finding an international phone store and placing a call with a 12-hour difference and figuring out how to pay for it. And, you the fir- know, the it first time you went to Thailand? First time oh, I yeah, went. So no cell phones or anything? So, no, nothing. Yeah. So that, that, that was like really unplugged. Like when I was over there, I was over there. Yeah. Whatever went down, it was my problem. <laughs> you know, <laughs> Nobody was going to be contacted. Um, it, it, it gave it a certain... Um, energy a certain vitality I felt alive I felt real you know I felt plugged into where I was not just sort of zoning through it hey, and like why like, with social media but why does everybody need to know what you're doing all the time like especially well true if you're if you're in the, the jungle in Thailand it's like, hey man, if if you want to see what I'm doing, come here. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> like, really. Go, go travel, but like, I, I, yeah, right, absolutely. That's a weird thing with the podcast because it's like I need to do that sort of social media stuff uh, and take pictures for Instagram and stuff to promote it so that people listen. But I don't want to do that too much. But psychologically, it does keep you somewhat plugged mm. in, as unplugged as you're going to be. On some level, it keeps you connected and not fully detached. Uh, yeah. Detached, yeah. I mean, clearly you could control it, but uh, you know. Yeah. You've made yourself a a social media presence in a sense. That's weird. Right? You have the ball is rolling. So you've yeah. gotten off all the other, <laughs> all the other rides, just yeah. not this one. <laughs> this one's coming. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I want to start doing some videos too. Uh, that's going to be great. Yeah. Will you eat balut? And what is balut again? Um, as I understand it, it's a duck or a chicken like a couple of days before it hatches. So it's a, it's a f- kind of a fetus, but also has like bones and feathers and a beak. And I think you have all those strange textures in there. Oh, kind of like the, um, the uh, was it the unfertilized egg in Vietnam? What do they call No, it has to be fertilized. Yeah. It's called something. I think, I think it's, I think they do a similar the embryo. thing. The embryo yes, and the egg. That, that is, that is it. Did you do that? Uh, no, okay. uh, I, tr- I tried a little bit. Hmm. I mean, theoretically, it sounds awesome. That um, sounds awful. <laughs> I can't get it down. <laughs> like, I, it's not happening. <laughs> it's really, you know, 
you know I could be I could be fairly adventurous. <laughs> I turned you on to snake in, in Hanoi, but yeah. uh, and eating the heart and drinking the blood and all of that. But um I, think I don't we'll, know. I think I drew a line in embryo. <laughs> I feel like one of us has to do it though. And I'll, I'll film it. <laughs> you, you historically have had a much more iron stomach than I have. So well, this is true. I think I think you should do the balut. I have to be in the right mood. <laughs> I wonder if it's one of those things too that it's like people don't. I I don't know enough about it, but you know, like with in Hanoi, it's everyone we talk to in Vietnam that we tell about that story. They've never eaten snake heart, <laughs> so I wonder if it's like you know, it's like oh yeah, she's, she's like stupid you know, dumb tourist, you know, right, stupid farang or whatever. I don't care. It was really cool. Yeah, no, it's it's great. No, it's actually, I believe it has been a part of the culture for a while. I okay. mean, at this point, it's like uh, a novelty and a touristy thing. And locals do go, though. But I wonder if like people actually eat balut or if that's... We're going to find out. Yeah, we are going to find out. <laughs> There's also like a, a, a one-day-old chicken dish, too, where it's like a, just a baby chicken. Uh-huh. Yeah. <laughs> Lots of stages of development. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> yeah, things are going to get pretty weird, man. <laughs> it's going to get crazy again. <laughs> I'm looking forward to the, was it the lechon, the roasted pig? Oh, my God, that yeah. That whole experience. Yeah, that, that Bobby Gulig that we had in Indonesia was oh, like yeah. my favorite thing. In Bali, yeah, yeah. Yeah. The Bobby Gulig. That was interesting. That was a, that was a cool night market. That was an awesome night market. It was a locals night. Yeah. Market. That was really cool. We sat at the on those benches by that cart mm-hmm. with the Bobby Gulig mm-hmm. and the, all that other stuff that they had there. I remember one of the places we went. They're like, "Do you want it hot?" And you're like, "Yeah." And they're like, <laughs> they like raise their eyebrows and look at you, and they're like. Really? Like, are you sure? Like, do you know? <laughs> do you know what's about to happen to you? Oh my God! A little carried away. <laughs> you know? My level of managing heat increases as I'm traveling. You do really well with it. Surprisingly. <laughs> you do really well. Halfway through the meal, I look like I've been through the shower. Like I'm just, <laughs> dude. It's bad. I don't know. So my energy's different when I'm traveling, man. I mean, I like spicy here, but yeah. I could like blaze when I'm on the road, you know, I'm just feeling heartier and more alive and kind of my spirits out. So yeah, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> come home and <laughs> turn it down a few volumes. <laughs> Stick it back in the peg, you know. Like, ah. I wonder if I could close up my apartment in a day. <laughs> the, the come down is bad, man. Yeah. It's, yeah. uh... <laughs> it's painful. Yeah. <laughs> it's painful, man. It really is, like, the come down from a drug. <laughs> it's, it's like you're... It takes me a while. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm, I'm imagining that after six plus months, it's going to take me a real while. Well, your um, the bacteria in your stomach are going to change. Well, yeah, yeah. There's that. Literally, you'll yeah. actually be gone long enough for that to happen. No, no. I mean the emotional come down. Oh, <laughs> yeah, yeah. 
Oh. Like the the I know we were talking about hot food, but the re the reentry. What's the connection? I don't even know. The, but the reentry into the states is freaking tough for me, dude. Oh, the return. Oh, yeah. God. Yeah. Well, you're avoiding the return. I'm coming back this time. That's gonna suck. <laughs> That's How bad was it after four months? Um, it, it was horrible. It was literally oh, horrible. <laughs> Sorry, bro. <laughs> Just being honest, man. Um, I mean, you know, you'll, you'll do it. You'll survive. It's just, it's not fun. Um, I mean, maybe your experience will be different. I had such an incredible time being away for like almost four months and I met so many awesome people and, and, all kinds of like really cool situations and did trips and bike rides and fell in love and all kinds of stuff and, and fell in love with the places and, you know, was asking around trying to figure out how I could live there. Um, seri- like seriously, like finding out about healthcare, finding out about jobs, you know, what would it be like, blah, 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 you know, medical, all of this stuff. Well, I said that. But, um, so coming back when I actually did come back was was a crash. Mm. Um, it was a life crash <laughs> in, in a way. <laughs> well, no, because I was like sort of 50-50. It's like I partly wanted to stay and I partly wanted to at least go home and wrap up my life. Mm. And I went home, but I didn't wrap it up. I continued it here and didn't move. So instead, I just keep going back and visiting. Um, so it was hard. I mean, I it took me weeks to sort of mentally return. Um, I used to walk around Chinatown in the city, and and if I had to, around Brooklyn, because um, it was closer, uh, just because that was the only thing in New York that felt a little close to normal. Um, and I could only eat Asian food for a long time, uh, which is not a problem, but... Like, I got off the plane in San Francisco to catch my layover and smelled fatty frankfurters. Mm and some other horribleness cooking and felt nauseous. You know, my head was in... I mean, I never loved that stuff anyway, but, you know, I was loving what I was eating over in Vietnam and Thailand and Cambodia and Japan um, for a few days. And then this American food. But it was more than that. It wasn't just the food. It was everything. It was the life. It was not being outdoors as much because I live indoors in an apartment. Um, It was very social there. Um, Always a lot of interaction. And even making friends and and things like that, like easily. Um, Matter of fact, I stayed in Saigon for like weeks at a time. I would stay by my friends Kim and Tim. They started me off. They were the ones who got me comfortable um, and let me use a bedroom in their house for the first couple of weeks, which was unbelievable Unbelievable of them. I love those guys. You've met them. Mm. 
and we meet him every, every time we go in and out of Saigon, which is usually home base. I got food poisoning yeah. in their apartment last week. <laughs> yes, and you utilized our, <laughs> our couch in our bathroom. <laughs> but, you know, they're very cool, and that was cool that you could do that, considering you're on one of your many almost near-death stomach jags, which you seem seem to be mandatory each trip. Going through that alone on this trip is going to be bad. It'll it'll be character building. (laughs) (laughs) You're going to find out what you're made of, man. (laughs) Usually at some point, like, the whole hotel knows what's happening. (laughs) Like... (laughs) Right. It's an event. <laughs> the bartender like gave you a ginger something to bring me. Well, I went to get ginger tea for you. <laughs> the front desk is asking, like, is he okay in there? <laughs> we hear strange sounds. <laughs> well, when you do it, you do it right. Oh. <laughs> you don't just get slightly ill. You don't just oh. have a stomach ache. You're like dying. <laughs> yeah. do, do, okay, so you hit a wall. <laughs> we've talked about. Or, I've talked about this I before. Hope you make it, man. <laughs> oh, thanks, brother. <laughs> I want to retell this one story. Uh, be fine. Um, because it's applicable to this. I love how we're talking about like my bathroom adventures. God. <laughs> but anyway, so we we weren't together at this point in Bali, but we were gonna fly out to Jogja in Indonesia. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. So I got to the airport before you. <laughs> <laughs> and I remember, so the the domestic airport is not as nice as the international airport in Denpasar. Um, yeah. And I was really hungry. So I remember I got a coffee and I got, um, oh my gosh, uh, satay, right? Which is supposed to come with like a brown peanut sauce. Like it was like beef satay. Right. And <laughs> I remember sitting there eating it. First of all, like the sauté sauce was just straight black, and you walked over and you sat that down. That was thick, goopy stuff, boy. <laughs> That's when you met up with me and you sat down and you looked down and you were like, "Ugh, <laughs> like what is that?" <laughs> well, the funny thing was, I was really hungry and I was jealous because you had texted me and said you were already there eating. Oh, and I'm no. like, oh, man, he's getting to eat before the flight. I'm so hungry. And I walked in and I looked at it. And I was like, oh, hell no. <laughs> yeah, that looks <laughs> terrible. That looks deadly. So I ate it all. <laughs> um, and we got on separate flights, I think. And I remember I was like the, right. the first or second row. And all of a sudden, like, so we're getting ready for to land, you know, when they're like, you know, seatbelt sight on and. Uh, no one can go to the bathroom and stuff like that. And that's when I started to like feel and hear like the, (laughs) and I'm like, Oh no. Like, but at least we were landing. Right. And I was like planning this out. I'm going to run off. Right. So all all of a sudden I feel us accelerate and I'm like, what is going on? And they make an announcement. They're, They're like, there's already a plane like right before us on the tarmac. We have to loop and then land again. So I'm literally like holding my guts together, like arms wrapped around my waist. Like now I'm sweating. Like I'm, I'm worried that people around me are going to think I'm like a, some kind of freak on there. And then nothing like a good case of food poisoning. Uh, so lying around. So I land. I think I see you, and I'm like, dude, wash my bag. I go, yeah. I go run into the bathroom. I just start vomiting. So we leave the airport. 
It's like a thousand degrees, right? So now I'm sweating even more. <laughs> We're like trying to figure out how to get out of there. Um, because all the cabs oh, sound was like... was that the one with, the, with all that cab driver hassle? Yeah. Oh, that was insane. So we get into an unmarked cab, right? Like, I remember the trunk didn't even close. And the guy, like, he didn't care. Um, and it seems super shady. And so two guys walk in front of the cab. Oh, yeah. And then open our doors. And they're like, get out. I'm like, oh, this is it, bud. <laughs> like, we're dead. On the street. On the street. Like, right at that corner. Right. While I'm holding my guts in and yeah. sweating. And, 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 and oh, that, that's right. those people either saved us. Or they were pissed off that he was, like, not a licensed taxi. And was Well, we're still alive, so I'm going with safe. Yeah, they might have. <laughs> so then, then we were stuck in that street corner while I was trying to... I know. It was coming out both ends. <laughs> like, bro, just hold it together. We're going to get there. We got to get a cab. We'll get a cab. I remember literally, like, moaning. I'm like, Ugh. Yeah, no, you, you were in very bad shape. Yeah. In a very bad place. Yeah. I must say, you were a trooper. You made it. You saved me that night, too. You went and you got me rice and an omelet. Oh, yeah. And Yojikata. Remember when we went back to that place? It was the only place that yeah. had food. Like. <laughs> Do you remember when we went back there, though? Yeah, there was that like, was hysterical. That expat guy was all burnt out. <laughs> the Australian guy. Yeah. And his... Side his kid. local friend, yeah. His local friend. <laughs> they were definitely like movie characters. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> what was he ranting about? He was ranting about Bali. Yeah, he was ranting about how like in Bali, he was saying like Indonesians are like stuck up and they look down on oh, Jogja right. as like a dirty city or something like that. Like, All right, man. <laughs> yeah, he, he was very passionate about it. Yeah. He had strong feelings. Yeah, that was interesting. That was like the only place anywhere around there that had food and beer and even had live music, sort of, like an acoustic guitar and kind of thing. So, and that's, I think, what we thought. Because then when I met Chitra, like, she took me to all these places. And I was like, oh, wow. Like, oh. I would have had no idea. Well, since you were in the hotel and the first night <laughs> on the <laughs> and floor I went for a walk <laughs> I found I found a really really smoky bar at the yeah. end of some block it's off of Mar Marlborough Marlborough yeah I think yeah. we went back there it was it was a very local bar yeah it was a weird place there was some good music and some really unenjoyable music at least from my viewpoint um, but Everybody smoked cigarettes. Yeah. It was cloudy. That was that was like old New York actually, but yeah, I think ha haven't really had that experience in decades. People were smoking all over Indonesia. Oh yeah. I remember like yeah. cigarettes were huge there. Yeah, really huge. That was sort of uh sort of obnoxious. <laughs> always sucking in smoke. Yeah, and I'm going back. Yeah, you are. Lombok this time. Uh-huh, and the gillies, huh? Very excited about it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That looks fantastic. Yeah. Man. <laughs> yeah, you can have a I'm going to, like, wrangle you into... Not necessarily going with me, but I'm, I'm, <laughs> I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to wrangle you into quitting your job. <laughs> At this point, it ain't going to take much. <laughs> 
<laughs> and you, <laughs> you, um, you thinking? We were just talking before. You thinking you might do Bhutan? Well, you know, I mean, we have a few weeks um, of Philippines to do. You're going to meet your friend, mm. and I have another week or two left, and. I'd, actually, I would love to see Lombok and the Gillies. I also think of going in a different direction. Oh. And, uh, <clears throat> excuse me, Bhutan probably will be too hard to do, but it keeps coming up in my head. And obviously, we just saw the, the last Anthony Bourdain with Bhutan, um, unfortunately, yeah. to lose him. Um, certainly both of our inspirations. Oh, yeah. <laughs> uh, we even followed his food road through Chiang Mai and ate at every place we could. <laughs> so there's another bathroom story. <laughs> oh, yeah. First of all, all the food places we went that were on his uh, itinerary were freaking awesome. They were. They were fantastic. The uh, Khao Soi the, the, find, uh, took us two days, but we found it. The Khao Soi, the Khao Camus. The cow Camus, the, the cowboy hat lady. Midnight fried the chicken. Midnight fried chicken. Ah, oh, that was unbelievable. With the, um, what was the, the spicy green egg? Numprek Noon. Numprek Noon. Right. But when we had arrived in Chiang Mai, like I had seven straight days of diarrhea. And <laughs> <laughs> you remember we went to that pharmacy and she's like, how long have you had diarrhea for? I'm like seven days. She's like seven days. <laughs> yeah, I think you said like uh, a new local record there, bro. <laughs> but you the, you were sort of half dead by this point. But the can <laughs> you really were? <laughs> I was starting to worry. <laughs> the con- like, this is getting serious. The connection though to the Bourdain stuff is that the one place he went with Andy Ricker was, um, I think they had pig brain and then they had like a raw pig blood soup. Oh, yeah. Which I Which remember wanted I really do. wanted to do, but then... I was willing to watch. <laughs> but once that pharmacy lady was like, yo, you're in trouble, <laughs> I was like, I don't think this is a good idea, man. <laughs> well, you know what? Now you're going to be traveling pretty much alone. Oh, boy. So you may want to recognize trouble before you get to the point of, like, sort of having to crawl on your hands and knees into a pharmacy. <laughs> you know? Yeah. Not that you were crawling, and I'm exaggerating, but you really, you were literally half dead. (laughs) You were sick so long that things were starting to change, you know, in your body. Your systems were, like, modifying. (laughs) You were bad. You, You know, it's funny, like, I want to, when I'm traveling, I want to be entirely respectful of the cultures that I'm in. Uh, I don't want to turn down food, um, (laughs) but... What I've learned is I used to think like, oh, you have to do the most extreme thing because that's so wild and cool. What I've learned is there is an extreme point of diminishing returns with that (laughs) that is just not worth it. No. Well, you lose so much time afterwards. Yeah. (laughs) And then there's the bouncing back experience, you know, that takes so long. Yeah. Um, Yeah. Yeah. No, um... The wise traveler <laughs> watches <laughs> watches his intake and energy because <laughs> you're basically on the road. 
And if you're not, you sure don't want to spend it in the bathroom. No, man. <laughs> no. <laughs> so do Or on an overnight bus or Ooh. Ooh. <laughs> in a sleeper bus. You're reminding me of my first vacation. My friend, I, I, it's hard to call it a vacation. My first trip to Thailand. I'm going to call this episode Shit Stories. <laughs> Shit Stories with Kevin right. Sharkey. <laughs> turned into Beavis and Butthead. <laughs> um, <laughs> no, I had a 12-hour overnight train from Bangkok to Chiang Mai, the first time I ever went to Chiang Mai, which looked so different than when we were there. It was mm. like dirt roads and... The Walden City, it was like the streets were, everything just looked different. Elephants coming down the street, that freaked me out. That was awesome. I knew I was in Asia at that point. Um, but I had a 12-hour tr- overnight train ride, and my stomach decided to start doing flip-flops as Ooh, I was boy. leaving. Um, and about to board a train for 12 hours. <laughs> the, the, yeah, yeah, yeah. The constant maybes became the most definitely, right? <laughs> it went from that low-level hum to that screaming, you know, you're going to pay attention to me now, <laughs> and you're going to keep paying attention to me till I'm done with you. Um, those are good to avoid. A while back, I had a, a Muay Thai fighter on the podcast named Lynn, and, <laughs> and I asked her about that... Um, I told her about the constant maybes, which is the constant feeling that you're, you're just not sure if you have to go to the bathroom in Southeast <laughs> Asia. Like, you might have to. Um, it's a possibility. Uh, and Keep it in mind. <laughs> yeah. And so she, she lives there. You know, she's from uh, Sweden, but she lives there now and, and trains and fights and Oh. She was like, oh, yeah, that, that never normalizes. Like, that never goes really? away. Yeah, she's like, that never goes away. Like, my, I always have stomach problems. It's like, oh, great. <laughs> <laughs> oh, well, so much for adapting. <laughs> great. <laughs> but let's, let's try to avoid that this yes, year. Yes, yes, Well. <laughs> well, yeah. <laughs> Take your own advice. <laughs> I think I have to eat balut, though. All right. So, you'll eat it, you'll pay for it, you'll move on. Yeah. And we have we have to go to Jollibee. Yeah. And Although y- I'm not eating spaghetti. I was just going to I'm not eating. All right, listen. That. If I eat the balut, you have to get the, it, the frankfurters in in spaghetti. <laughs> eating the fried chicken's hard enough. Yeah, I know. <laughs> I don't do fast food. But now nah, I'll eat something there. I'll taste something. Yeah, I feel like we have to. Well, yeah. Yeah. But I really want to eat, like, the real Filipino food. Oh, yeah, of course. Yeah, I'm really looking forward to it. Yeah, the lechon, if that's how you say it, looks insane. Yeah. So many other great dishes. There's a lot of seafood stuff we were looking at. Yeah, I was just going to say, we're hitting a lot of beaches, a lot of islands. Well, it is all islands, but hitting a lot of sort of beach-type stuff. So just tons of seafood. What a great diet. Yeah. So that's it. Your diet changes when you're traveling and when you, I mean, that's not it, but that's one piece. And when you come back, I can't buy anything in the grocery store. <laughs> you know, it's like, I look at everything and I go, I can't eat this. I can't eat that. I can't eat this. will kill me. I can't eat this. And then little by little, you start adapting and eating stuff. And it's like, uh, 
getting sucked back in. Going back into the, the matrix, man. The tentacles are pulling me back into the black hole. I feel it. <laughs> I'm going away. <laughs> no, you feel yourself sort of drifting back to your old place. Hopefully your head's a little different. You get used to your routines, you get used to some of the food again, you get used to being plugged into this world. Routines, man. I was just talking about this earlier. Um, we'll, we'll leave names out of this, but someone kind of recently has been inspiring me to... I mean, now, I mean, ultimately, I have no routines, right? Because I'm leaving. But, some, but somebody most, most recently, like, was... But you will. Yeah. But somebody was, like, helping me break out of them. Because mm. um, I think about this, like, in the... Like, think about, like, my, my working morning. Is It's like, oh, I have to get my coffee in. Oh, I have to go to the bathroom before I get to work. Because there's <laughs> one tiny bathroom there. It's like, oh, I got to make sure I shower and... And look good and get there on time before everyone else because I have to show, you know, my workers that I'm a hard worker and have to fix my crooked hairline before I get to work. It's like all these <laughs> things that are like kind of based on like insecurities and fears. It's like because I have to be in control of all these variables. Hell of a way to live, huh? Yeah, but I don't most people, right? Like I would yeah. think. Hey. Uh, I'm, I'm yeah, right. It. You know, I mean, you know, I'm there. But that's, you know, that's one of the nice things. It's crazy. Where it's like, oh, you know, I'll, I'll get the meal when, when I come across one. Or I'll, no, oh, I didn't shower today. Whatever. Like, okay. <laughs> oh, I might not see these people ever again, so I'm not afraid of talking to them and right. being very sociable and things like that. It's, You're free to be. Yeah. Life just sort of unfolds as it goes. I mean, you're participating, you're making choices, but you're free to kind of figure it out along the way. It's open. I'm looking forward to that first time, and this always happens, but that first time we're like, hey, man, what day is it? Yeah. You start losing track. Yeah. You start emerging into the trip more. Yeah, and, and, and emerging into in the moment, right? Like Into the moment, yeah. absolutely. That's what I mean about like my spirit comes alive and my yeah. energy comes out. I'm getting there. I'm getting, you know, I, I get much closer to that kind of being in the moment, being alive. I'm living what's going on around me at that time while expressing myself, while expressing myself in a way. Um, meaning that I'm choosing to do what I want to do and get interested in what I want to get in, into. And I can. I mean, obviously, you're about to embark once again and with an open-ended vista to do this. You ever see that movie, Wally? Yeah. Um... So in that movie, like, if you recall, in the future, like, people are just sort of, like, living in their chair and, like, they're fat and overweight and, <laughs> like, because they, it, it does everything As for them. As we sit on my couch. <laughs> well, well <laughs> it, I mean, 
maybe this is a huge leap from what we're talking about, but like <laughs> there there exists a future, in my opinion, where like technology does the opposite of that. Like if if all these jobs start to be automated, um, perhaps we would have to figure out a different mechanism in our economic system if it were a universal wage or something like that. Um, but I feel like the the more years go by, like the more people should be freed up to have the time to spend the time how they want and to be able to make the decisions that they want for their lives. Like I, I think it's easier now to, to do the type of travel that I want to do than it ever has been. Yeah. Oh yeah. Absolutely. I mean, <laughs> When I first went to Thailand, just as a comparison, you know, nothing got booked online. Yeah. <laughs> you know, <laughs> you did it the old-fashioned way. You called or you went, down, you went down to an office, you bought your ticket, you got your, you know, whatever you needed to get. And even over there, you did it the same way. You went to a travel agent in Asia, they booked a ticket for you, you talked to people, I mean, when you and I travel, we sit there in the hotel lobby, we get on our phones, we book tickets, we book rooms, we figure out the car, and then we go get lunch, yeah. <laughs> you know, <laughs> or whatever. Um, it's a very different mindset. You don't spend your day making your next phase of your trip right. happen. Which in, a, which in a way is awesome. You know, that's great. You're freed up. You have all this extra time to do whatever. But your involvement with it is different. In a way. Yeah, I was wondering if there's still places where it can be done the old school way. But I guess not. Everything's connected nowadays. Well, also, I mean, mostly when... The trips that you and I have done, we've done a lot of flying from place to place. Yeah, that's true. Like a couple of my trips without you, there buses were and trains, buses yeah. and trains and, and boats and ferries and that kind of stuff. You know, it slows down. It's, I mean, sometimes it's too slow, but, it, it, you know, sometimes you get stuck in places and stuff like that, but it's all part of the adventure. Mm. No. I want to boat down the Mekong, man. I really yeah, want to do that. do that. I want to. <laughs> I'm sure that can't be do cheap. It. Yeah. I mean, there there I'm, are... I was just reading about some, one of the boat services that does it. Yeah, the slow boat or whatever. Yeah. Going down towards, what is it, Kanto? Um, is one of the bigger places down in the southern Mekong. Okay. Where would you pick it up? Wow, Thailand. I really want to go back to Laos. Um, I, we just didn't see enough. Like yeah. a, ever since I, I did that um, episode with Manila, I've been following uh, a few different accounts and things like that on social media of Lao culture and food and things like that. And it's yeah. like, oh my God, like we totally have to go back. Yeah. I mean, all we saw was Luang Prabang. I was considering that too, this trip. I mean, oh. I went to that uh, Laotian restaurant in uh, Manhattan the other day with Adams. Oh, okay. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. 
It was good. It was good. Yeah. They have uh, they have beer lao on tap, which is great. Oh wow. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's funny. Um, but the food, yeah, I mean, it was good. Manila stuff is is way better. Yeah. Um, but it was good. Considering there's no other place in New York City to go. Well, since I'm not going to end up doing it with you, you'll need to leave me the address. Yeah, okay. <laughs> I think it's called Kiyo. Um, yeah, down not too far from the World Trade Center. So, Laos is definitely another place to go back to. There's much more to see. Yeah. Um, Malaysia. Where, Malaysia, there's much more to see there. I mean, all we hit really was um, Kuala Lumpur. Yeah. Which was really interesting. I really want to see Borneo. It's like one spot. Yeah, I know. Yeah. I want to do that boat up the river to yep. the longhouse thing. <laughs> Maybe you'll get to do that while you're there. I hope so, man. So what do you want to do? Like, what's what's the plan here, Jack? Like places? Yeah. Um, what do you want to see? I know it's free will and, and it'll be whatever it turns out to be, but at this end of the trip, before you even get on the plane and go and begin this and wave goodbye to the United States for a while or forever. Oh my God. These are options. What do you picture? What, 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 as you look at your little sort of line across the map kind of thing, like, where do you see yourself going? So, right now I know it's the Philippines. Right. And then it's Indonesia. And then it's I don't know. <laughs> um, I could see going to, like, East Timor. Yeah. Down to Australia, to New Zealand. Ooh, Papua New Guinea? Maybe. I mean, if anybody knows info about Papua New Guinea, like, let me know. Like, uh, a lot of what I was reading was not making it sound favorable, which mm. um, I hope is not true. But likely it would be maybe Malaysia, revisit Vietnam and Thailand, maybe Laos. Um, new places, I'd, I'd love to see Myanmar. I really want to go down to Sri Lanka and then up through like Bangladesh, Bhutan, Nepal. Ooh. If it's sustaining itself and I'm still going and I haven't spent all my money or died or whatever or been eaten by something, I'd love to <laughs> go down like the east coast of Africa or even up through like Jordan and then down, right? Like so um, like Ethiopia, Tanzania and Zanzibar Island, Madagascar. Wow. Like cut across to Namibia. Like the, all, I mean, yeah, this, might be, this all sounds great. It, it might be all too much. Um, well, but because and then you you know up from there to like Senegal, which has <laughs> flights to Morocco or Spain. Um, yeah, I mean maybe that's like a year long if it turned into that. Man, I'd love to go to like Ulaanbaatar, Mongolia. Yeah. Um, may, maybe some of the stands, like. Some of them are supposed to be really nice. Yeah. I'd like to check out Georgia, too. Just, I was just <laughs> going to say that, because my like, Uber driver recently was like, you got to go to Georgia. And Armenia. Armenia is supposed to be gorgeous. Croatia. Mm -hmm. Croatia, Prague. Um, the islands of Croatia. Beautiful, from Basi what I've heard. Basically talking about everywhere, Kev. Everywhere, yeah. Yeah. Uh. 
yeah, <laughs> I was chatting online with a new friend in the Philippines, and it was a long chat, and she's been very helpful with information about our upcoming trip, like places to go and beaches to see and eat and all of that stuff. Uh, she's actually been lovely. But at the end of the call, we were, we were talking about other places she likes to travel. I like to travel. Other places that we both want to go to, right? And we we end up in the same place. It's like it's endless. Yeah, yeah. You know, just want to retire. She's like working on a way to like make money and just travel. And of course, that's always on my mind. It's like, you know, you could do this forever. You, this there's no end of places to visit. Yeah. And it doesn't matter how many you've seen. Yeah, I mean, I have a friend who's done, you know, South America, and she's like, how have you not gone down there yet? Right. It's like, yeah, man, yeah, it's on my list, you know? Absolutely. <laughs> it's all there. Absolutely. And I mentioned to this woman I haven't done South America because she's going. Oh, oh yeah? Yeah, um, for like a month because she wants to see a lot of it. And I said, well, the closest I've gotten is Costa Rica, twice. And that was gorgeous. She said, the <laughs> Philippines are just like Costa Rica. So oh, really? Like, awesome. <laughs> <laughs> now, I, I was excited. I'm even more excited. <laughs> awesome. <laughs> it's going to be beautiful. <laughs> Do you know where else she's going? Uh, no. 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 Do you remember we ran into that guy on the plane last year? Joe Dirt. Joe Dirt. <laughs> the guy from Florida who was heading to the Philippines. Uh, we were heading, uh, well, I guess we were heading to Seoul. I guess we were probably both heading to Seoul, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. We were, yes. And then we go our separate ways. Right. And us went our separate ways. Yeah, because I remember like, seeing him leave. That guy planted it. He's like... <laughs> You got to go to Cebu. <laughs> Just fly to Cebu, which is what we're doing in yeah. a little over a day. But that's, I mean, I had thought about the Philippines before. Maybe you did too. But that sort of shifted the energy. It's like, hmm, maybe we should focus on this a little bit harder. He looked exactly like Joe Dirt. He really did. <laughs> he had that mullet cut short in the front, long in the back, tall, thin. Shirt tucked into his jeans. <laughs> Shirt tucked in with the sunburn look, blonde hair, you know, real Floridian looking. Yeah. <laughs> he was funny. <laughs> and now it's happening. And this is the start of your journey. Yeah. Starting in the Philippines. Yeah. I remember thinking at first, I was like, oh, I'll start somewhere I'm like real familiar and comfortable with. Like we had toyed with yeah. Vietnam, like Ho Chi Minh City to Phu Quoc. Phu Quoc, yeah. And then up to like Bhutan through Singapore or something like that. Which would have been great too. Yeah. <laughs> I'm dying to go to Bhutan. I'm hoping to make that happen. I'm trying to like make like a gang, like not a gang, like... Like, uh, like a band like I'm trying to create a group here alright in which I'm trying to convince a bunch of people just to like quit and do what I'm doing <laughs> like I want I want a, like a wolf pack I'm trying to get Dan to go yeah 
I told Leslie, like, you can't go back to work. I'm telling you, you can't go back to work. <laughs> that sounds good. It's the Voyages Travel Crew. <laughs> that would be fun. You know it's going to get much more tempting once I'm over there. I know. I'm going to exploit that. <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> I'll have everything I need in a 22-inch bag. Who could empty my apartment out? Hmm. It takes longer than you'd think. <laughs> Trust me. <laughs> I believe you, man. Just looking around, it's like it's already overwhelming, and this is just one, one room. <laughs> I'm like trying not to be wasteful, too, so I've eaten so much food in the last two days just because I had stuff on the shelves. <laughs> It's actually, it's painful. You know you don't have to do that. Right? I don't want to throw it out, though. <laughs> so you're going to be f <laughs> fat and comatose by the time you get there. And here's the problem. I have another one of those extra spicy lava packets from Kim, those yeah, noodles. Yeah, good luck with that. Oh, man. Don't do it. <laughs> the day don't before the flight. Yeah. <laughs> How many hours to Seoul? Fifteen. <laughs> Fifteen. Oh, my God. And then, like, two and a quarter layover, and how many more to Cebu? Like, six or something? We're going to see The Rock's entire catalog of films on the way there. Yep. <laughs> I'm looking forward to all the new movies. They always have, like, Fast and the Furious, like, one through nine. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Just in case you need a series to keep you going. People always ask about those flights, too. Some people refuse to do it. Yeah. They are tough. Yeah, It's a trade-off. It's like one really awful day. Right. And then you're there. Yeah. And then it's so worth it. Oh, yeah. <laughs> the coming home is the tough part. Mm -hmm. And then that flight always feels longer, home. too. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that flight is like days and days long. It gets weird being in a tube after so many hours, just humming along, zzz, that constant airplane hum. I'm hoping I can avoid that flight so that like, I can work my way closer and closer and closer back to the U.S., mm. and then I'll have like a nice seven hour from Europe or <laughs> West Africa or something like that. That's a good idea. See you in a couple of years. <laughs> 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 Bring me a gift. <laughs> imagine, but can you imagine that? Imagine like I, I come home in two years. Nobody will be here. <laughs> Talk about life going on. I'll like finally have a full mustache at that point. <laughs> With some special herbs from the mountains in the Himalayas. <laughs> I have to like eat dusted rhino horn or something like that <laughs> like boost my testosterone you may have to start to write this stuff down i hope you're gonna keep some sort of a oh yeah a lot i mean of stuff it's gonna become a lot we were talking about this earlier and it, there's it's not a story i'm gonna talk about but like i had like a really strange like beautiful like movie moment the other day right um and I'm, that dude, that one's going in a book someday. If that that that's like, if, if this becomes a book, that's the preface or the or chapter one. <laughs> <laughs>
We call chapter one "See You Around," but <laughs> that's cool. Yeah, man, I I would. It's a great way to start. I would love for this to become stories in different formats. Like I'll have the podcast. I'm hopefully gonna have some video. I'd love to write. I'd love you know to be the conduit for other people's stories. That's really what this is. Um, well, you're gonna run into a lot of them. Yeah, it's exciting. Yeah. And you're gonna you're gonna see a lot of stuff. You're gonna do a lot of stuff. You're gonna hear a lot of stuff, and you're gonna be different. Yeah. So it's been nice knowing the old you. <laughs> well, we should do another one of these um, when we're there. Maybe like before we depart. Okay. That's like, that's like a month in. Yeah. Um, sure. And we'll have new stories at that time. Oh, yeah. Absolutely. I look forward to that. Um, All right. We've been going for a while. Yeah. So, yeah, thank you for being the the final episode before we leave, dude. You're you're my my buddy, my travel guru, my shrink. (laughs) (laughs) Um, You're the best, dude. I love you. Hey, love you too, man. It's been my pleasure and my honor. And thanks for sharing the beginning of your journey with me. Yeah, man. Gonna miss you, bro. I'll see you on the other side. Proud of you. I'm happy for you, and I look forward to your stories. Awesome. Thanks, dude. All right. Thank you.